0: Queen you got this let's do life today um yeah Renaissance usually gets me gets me going I can be down in the dumps and there was a point in time in my life when I could put on Renaissance Beyonce's album and it would just like take me out of the dumps just like a miracle a Christmas miracle
1: yes you know what though I feel that way about what is it Black is King that album she dropped that just makes me, it, it just reaffirms my Blackness, my womanhood, just life. How old is that? When is that?
0: When did that come out?
1: I remember, I know it came out when I was in Tulsa. So I had to been between like 2020 and like 2022 around
0: that area. Is different. It's different from the Lion King or is it the Lion King- when she did her own Lion King, uh. yeah, it was her version
1: of the Lion King, and I loved every bit of it. I actually cried, especially when um, what's the, the black women song? I forgot what it's called, but brown skin yeah, girl. girl, yeah, that one. I, I was like, I'm a brown skin girl. Oh, <laughs> he was she's talking about me. That's yes, how I felt I'm
0: about good. the just for me perm box. I was like, they made that just for me. <laughs> that uh-huh. <way>. you, <laughs> you, you took it back. <laughs> totally different. Totally different from what Brown Skin Girl did for you. I don't know. It just made me think about like what representation does and the fact that they had these little mm-hmm. Black girls on the that's box. Real, I was that's like, real. is it just for me?
1: <laughs> anyway, I love it. Hey, they had the best theme song too, by the way.
0: They do. Well, mm-hmm. they also... They also um don't get perms today. Anyways, That's beside the point. That's not what I was going to say. <laughs> Sometimes you have a thought and then another thought comes. Anyways, welcome Black to Black Around the World, a space devoted to having conversations that connect, enlighten, heal, and build community amongst Black people globally. I'm Ray. I am Queen. How are you doing, Queen? How's like, the... <sighs> I'm good. Like, literally, I
1: felt so bad having weight. I remember when we... Plan this conversation for July 3rd, I'm like, I ain't, I'm not going to be doing anything. We don't celebrate that holiday. And like, we're doing all of the things now. So we've been grocery shopping, cooking, cleaning. People are coming over. I'm rearranging my room. I was like, wow. Okay. Yeah. It's tough out here.
0: <laughs> it's tough to like, to be like about it, like boycott holidays, but they just kind of fall into it. And it's just like, family's here. We're off there's things mm-hmm. there's you know the energy the energy is different and you just kind of fall into it i already know i'll be like i remember i'd be like i'm um i ain't saying happy birthday america or nothing but i'm gonna eat this barbecue that <laughs> part exactly, exactly. I'm, I'm, a- I'm eat this you're not gonna stop this black joy and stop me from getting in on this barbecue i'm not gonna it's yes. there they're they're going to barbecue it's going to be some barbecue in my vicinity and i'm going to have some
1: Exactly. Daddy make a potato salad. So I'm like, I'm here for all of it. This is Juneteenth, like point 0.2, what well, 2.0. Or we're just gonna call it Juneteenth like extended Rebranded, rebranded. rebranded.
0: Exactly. Rebranded. How have you? How have you been, I should say, since the last time we spoke? I've been good. I have a clean bill of health. Uh last time I spoke about not feeling well. Uh I was not feeling well, it's clear that too, but um. Took my pills, I did a neem steam, which is, I think I told you, I we got some leaves from this tree. It's a very healing tree in Ghana. They're everywhere. But you boil the the um boil the leaves and put your face on there and just inhale it in and just makes you sweat everything out and gets things circulating. After that, I was feeling brand new when I was like, I'm gonna go take a test. And I took a test and I was negative for typhoid. And so. I'm happy. I'm happy about that. Um, it's been a good weekend, like after like really like recovering um, and getting out this past weekend, meeting up with some people. One of my favorite things that I did this past weekend was meet up with my ORU sisters, which you um, Really? Ali and- in Ghana? Ali and Ghana. So uh, which, which I guess Shay actually graduated from ORU. I have to, we have to talk about that, but she had just commented on it because... this is the power of social media. Like if we didn't have it, I also think about like, well, if I didn't post enough, like if I didn't see my friends post, I went to college with she just randomly posted about being in Ghana. She doesn't post about Ghana rarely, but she was like posting how she was doing her laundry in Ghana uh, and how, cause she lives far out. Um, And I was like, you're in Ghana, I'm gonna cry. And then some after I messaged her, Someone else messaged me, was like, hey, I'm in Ghana too. And this person, uh, we didn't know each other in college, but she was like, the fact that she went to you and we in the state, we're on the continent in the same country at the same time, we got a link. So we ended mm-hmm. up linking the three of us, uh, and Isla Gong across. And it was a beautiful time uh of just, I don't know, it just really it felt very like. I forget about my days at OU, um mm. I, I oftentimes, and so it really made me. It really made me grateful for that time that, like that time, afforded me this experience right now that I'm having with them. Um, so I think that uh, it w- a lot of we we live very far apart, but to be able to come together and uh, they are not in community because of with it uh, with a lot of people on a regular basis. So it was good for all of us um so yeah I mean gratitude to social media gratitude to ORU you know gratitude to Ghana for bringing us together and hopefully we can like spend more time to uh, spend more time together so that was, I love that 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 was my beautiful moment in community I thoroughly enjoyed it it brought joy to my heart they're both my mo- both moms so they were making fun of me they're like how does it feel to be hanging out with your mom friends and uh, yeah. it was cool for us to be there for each other grocery shopping and doing all the things trying to get all the things done because you live far out when you come to Accra you're like I'm gonna be social but I got stuff to do because I don't have access mm-hmm. to a lot of stuff so we're like still trying to live and still like be social so it's cool I love that
1: for you I don't even think I knew you went to ORU unless mm-hmm. like that was something that you probably just like touched on and it never sat in until now but yeah that, I know a
0: couple of people went out there. That's dope. Yeah. So yeah, that's 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 what's going on with me. What about what about you? Uh so that uh, com- moment in community. Um, I know
1: I haven't really been out in the community much. I spent a lot of time at the museum and um, oh, museum. the Black Girl Magic Museum.
0: Oh, okay, how's that um, going?
1: It's going good, so I don't know if you know this, but I think she spoke about it briefly when we met her the first time, but she does traveling exhibitions. Um, essentially kind of like what I want to do, but she's on the museum side of things. And so she has one coming up he- in Houston, so I'm gonna go with her to that. Um, she needs just some extra hands. Um, and then, oh, um, oh my God, I'm, I went blank. The, the mother of Juneteenth, what is her name? Oh God. She was just at the museum yesterday. I wasn't there though. We ended up getting tickets to the WNBA game. The mother of Yes. Um, come on now. I want to say her last name is something Pearl.
0: The woman See, who now. Oh, made it a holiday. holiday. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. She was. Yeah. With? So she was. At, she was
1: at the Black Girl Magic Museum, and wow, like as I'm no talking, way. I'm. Yeah, she came and she wrote a book, so you know she was there. Uh, Lee, opal, Lee. There we go. Boom. I had to look it up. I was like pearl, opal, some type of stone. That's yeah. She was there. My father, he went and he got to meet her, and so that was um, great for him. Um, but so I've just kind of been helping her. You know, she's only been open for ninety days. Like when we went, it was like. Day two, you know what I mean? Like, we went early, so she's still trying to build oh, and kind okay. of create I didn't a foundation. She was at, oh, okay. at noon because I was telling her, I'm like, girl, I had a list of things that you shouldn't be doing or you know, you can be doing. And she was like, I've only been open for three months. I was like, okay, let me shut up then because you are further along, you know. Because I'm like, you know, you could do this, and it's kind of like what people used to do when they would come into the gallery, have all these brilliant ideas, but like never offer any help. Mm. Um. So I was like offering help and ideas. And then in the midst of that conversation, she was like, I I just celebrated 90 days. I was like, wow, that that really just gives it a different perspective. So, you know, essentially she's the startup again. So that's my moment in community really just kind of helped the the museum evolve. And um, I'm still out here with the new boo. So we in the community. (laughs)
0: being in community with each other we're outside with each other any any updates on that
1: well you know I called you offline that one day to ask for some advice because I was like is this a cultural thing and so we actually had a conversation about you know kind of like what it looks like to move fast and love bombing and um I brought a lot to the attention but like he was so receptive to all of it, so I'm like, "Oh, but it's going good." You know, we're just taking it day by day. I kind of let had him the know, conversation like, with your new. Yeah, we had we had. I had the conversation with the new boo um,
0: about. Which the, is basically a synopsis of it. What the conversation you need to have was what. Just um, just like uh, the pace. Like, whoa, this is fast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> whoa. Like, it was fast. Whoa. Train is,
1: train is going bad <laughs> exactly mm-hmm. uh and then you know kind of like giving them that the perspective like look i've been single for two years you haven't so i my guard is all the way up you know and rightfully so i'm creating boundaries for myself and so you know it's just kind of like patience my child and you know he was totally open to it understood and so it's been great. Like, I, I appreciate your advice that day. Um, I think it kind of definitely changed the whole trajectory of what we were doing. Because at first I was like, I'm about to abort this ship. It's, it's going way too fast. And then you're like, you know, you just need to be open and talk. And I'm, I had that conversation. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm so glad I didn't just jump off.
0: Yeah. Because I yeah, would block I somebody
1: in a heartbeat.
0: <laughs> okay. I got you. I'm glad you had the conversation. I think that is a lot with a lot of relationships of like, give somebody a chance to correct, to self-correct, to be aware of how they're impacting you um, before you just cut them off, which that's the easy route, right? Just to Mm -hmm. cut people off it's difficult to have conversations it's difficult to have uncomfortable conversations sometimes it's a matter of really getting down to the bottom of what you really feel and what you really need to express and then sometimes it is about just wondering if that person's going to reject you you know or not understand it's like all these reasons why there's so many reasons not not to have a difficult conversation but um I remember we
1: talked about that with Joy on our boundaries conversation about, you know, not being so quick to cut people off, kind of giving them the opportunity mm-hmm. to say, Yeah, I remember you Why? said you, you would cut somebody off at a heartbeat. That's the yeah. easy thing to do. Now, when we did have our conversation, though, when I had a conversation with him, he said it has nothing to do with culture. He said because there are people that would think that he's moving fast back home. Where's his home? What's his culture? Uh, he's from Ghana. He's Ghanaian, okay. And he he hates when people say Ghanaian. He was like, I don't know
0: who the hell made that. No that one up, says Ghanaian. Like, no one's ever yeah. said Ghanaian. He, he, he said, said he's said, heard people Ghana-nayan. in America say it. How does he say it?
1: Ghana Ghanaian 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 One that, of those. No, maybe Ghanaian.
0: And he says Ghanaian. I think that's the correct term,
1: Ghanaian. Ghanaian. I don't know, but anywho. He's Ghanaian. And so when I had asked him though, I'm like, so is this a cultural thing? Like the whole love bombing moving fast? He was like, no, because there are probably people back home that wouldn't agree with how quickly I'm moving. But I also think it's a Virgo thing because the Virgos I know, they like, when they made their mind up about something, that's it. Like, this is what they want and they go for it. There is no like wavering one foot out the door type stuff. Um, But you know, I always try to tie things to horoscopes. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But I know after having that conversation with you, I definitely sat down with him and he kind of just was like, no, I just know um, where I'm at in my life, I'm not getting any younger. And when I see someone that I want to be with, I make sure that I make it known. Like I don't really just beat around the bush. which I appreciate, because I've been with people, like I said, I am normally attract people who are super emotionally unavailable. Um, don't know why I like that challenge. But for him to be like, you know, when you kind of don't show interest, then you can lose your opportunity. He was like, I want to express my interest and be super transparent, which is why I gave you a key. That's how you gave me a key
0: to his face?
1: Yes, you did. Okay, yeah and that was like whoa and not only did I get a key to the house I got a key to the mailbox I'm like I don't even get mail here sir. after three weeks
0: yeah after three Um, weeks yeah I also so I don't a couple of things a lot of times these dudes don't be aware that don't be self-aware to know that they're doing things that everybody's doing they really feel original like dudes really be feeling original like no and this is me like no like oh dude did this last time like you're saying like I dated Ghanaians for a year like not to not trying to put anybody in a box but uh yeah, would be doing the same thing but also yeah. also like for me I also wonder, cause I had a, I had a, uh, I dated somebody here who was kind of like moving on that timeline that you're speaking of and saying things. It made me feel like there was somebody else that he didn't get to finish this part with, or he just is trying to ease into something else to make him forget whatever it is that he was trying to deal with somebody else. So it was like, he was already at mailbox and keys with someone else that fell off and he to feel better he needs to transition on right into something else to distract him from the hurt or whatever that's what that's what I summed up my ex I'm like bro you real comfortable real fast um and it just it made me feel like he was he had a was trying and this occasionally he would bring up bring up his ex and then one day he was like he was trying to go to some I don't know some some African country he wanted. to know he met he mentioned have you heard of this place and he mentioned his ex want, was going there with her boyfriend or whatever and then weeks later he asked me if I want to go and so then I mm-hmm. started noticing a pattern I'm like you competing with her or you're like you're like I need you to go in here one stop trying to use me as a distraction or whatever but that's that's another thing like
1: you know what i you mind blown okay because you say that and I do know I don't I didn't share this with you but apparently four years ago he dated this one young lady who apparently is like like me right um I mean from our creativity not apparently I'm a little bit more creative but you know just like a lot of similarities
0: yeah yeah go ahead sorry
1: a lot of similarities and I mean for this is what he said not me but yeah, no, um he was apparently there's so many create i mean even to the our father's first names like there were so many things that reminded him of me and they were like together for like years but she ended up like stepping out and cheating or whatever but I wonder. I wondered and still wonder, like, is it like I messed that one up and I don't, you know, I want to make this one right because I want to pick up where this one left off. Kind of like what you were saying. This one was great. And here's someone that's like this. So let me kind of pick up where I left off with this person,
0: uh-huh.
1: which could bring that comfortability factor to it. Yeah. I don't know.
0: Yeah. It
1: could but be- I, at one point I was like, please stop saying this girl's name. I feel like I know more about her than you at this point. Oh my point.
0: God. That,
1: oh. and then okay. it was like comparison all day See, oh my god girl would do
0: this oh my some god did no, that absolutely not out of line out of line and i'm like when did y'all break up
1: four years ago i'm like well, and this is this is what we're gonna do this is what we're doing are you sure I was like, I-? four
0: years yeah. ago sir um yeah four years ago anyways i was just gonna say like it don't even have to be that they messed it up sometimes it's about like proving your like worthiness of i feel like someone even even if it was her fault it's like look like i can i'm worthy of love like look i'm I'm with somebody you like and you're trying to like ease back into that same feeling i know i even speaking from personal personal like myself thinking about how i would my motivations between getting with some I'm getting with someone so can often be to like prove my worth of like i just want to let people know that i let this person know like i am indeed capable of being loved <laughs> and I'm worthy mm-hmm. of love capable okay, of all those things like subconsciously if we really stick with ourselves around what motivates us to do things and move in the pace that we move in with individuals it's oftentimes uh, more so about us than anything you know
1: mm-hmm. I don't know, I, I ain't gonna lie to that. I had tried to make, I mean, even after the conversation and before, I try to make sense of like, what is the rush? Yes, we're not getting any younger, but we're not that old either. Like, let's be real, you know? Um. And so when you said picking up or whatever, like it, it did remind me of the fact that I'm like, why do I keep getting compared to this girl? I understand we have a lot of similarities that are freaky and scary and whatever but i don't i don't want to be her name 2.0 you know what i mean like i'm not this person right <laughs> you know like i'm and he he's quick to say well i just recognize your energy cuz i've been there before and you know I, I truly like it and i'm like okay i get it you know she her birthday was close to mine as well but it's like dang dude like i am me i am not that person right like yeah I don't know though. It's been interesting to say the least, the whole just dating again, and especially dating someone from a different country. Like even the littlest things. I had made a reference from a movie, Willy Wonka. Cause I was like, cheer up, Charlie. He's like, who's Charlie? I'm like, whoa, you've never seen Willy Wonka. He was like, what is that? I'm like, oh my God, I don't know if this is gonna work. But there's been so many
0: references that I've given. And I'm like. Which is interesting because did he tell you like what he symbolize? What he knows what Charlie means? Like did he say anything about how what, how he use that in Ghana?
1: No, he didn't actually.
0: Okay, it's not really. They don't say Charlie, but they say Charlie when they like instead of bro, they be like oh Charlie. It means like bro, oh. you know. So, but it's not Charlie. So I gonna but I wanted that uh, reference like ping that on his head I don't know but maybe no it. he didn't
1: mention it but I noticed that it's like oh my god there's like this cultural disconnect that you know I guess it would be the same if I dated a white man it's like you don't understand anything I'm saying
0: you don't know what a swag surf is <laughs> <laughs> back to you love the swag surfing so <laughs> anyways we Shay Shay in the
1: building bum, 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 bum.
0: <laughs> What's yeah. up,
2: fam Hey ladies. Hey beautiful. Yeah. How are y'all?
0: How are you doing? Good. We still can't get over. We still can't get over Mexico having a different time than Texas. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. We're like,
1: yeah.
0: we're black around the
1: world and we don't even know the time zones. We're right. trying to get it
2: Every day. It's my everyday life. And I work more on Ghana time. So I've y'all
1: messed up. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, definitely. You look beautiful.
1: I'm loving the vibes in the back. It's giving me vacation now. Hey, thank you. We just moved this weekend (laughs) and we're kind of out
2: in the, I don't want to say the country, but I guess the Mexican country and there's a whole bunch of roosters out front. So y'all
1: might hear them. (laughs) Okay. I'm here for the the whole livestock and everything. And just to give people perspective, uh ray and i met shay at the black girl museum what was it about a month and a half ago possibly because i know she's only been open for 90 days but we when, shay, uh, when ray was in town we went to the museum i'm sure y'all can see that video on tiktok somewhere or instagram um but while we were there we found this dope artist she just walked in with all this art and you know the conversation was just super organic and come to find out shay is from tulsa now, if, if you listen to our podcast, you know, Ray's from Tulsa. I met Ray in Tulsa, lived there for a few years. And I don't know, her energy was just on point. But little did I know that Shay and Ray had been talking and it was like, we're going to have a podcast with Shay. I'm like, bet. So this is great. And I mean, to even add to it, I remember when we met, you said you now live in Mexico, which blew my mind um, just because... I don't know too many Black people that are like, I'm gonna to move to Mexico, but you did. So if you want to, you can introduce yourself, kind of give that little backstory, and then we can dive deeper into your whole transition and what it is that you
0: do.
2: Hey, all right, ladies, thank you so much for having me, Ray and Queen. It was absolutely really cool to meet you guys and coming from Tulsa, that background, it's just wild. But I am Shay Chanette, your friendly neighborhood international artist. Gang, gang. That's my tag. But, um, here
0: <laughs> I'm here for it.
2: Basically, I'm basically a mom, entrepreneur, and now full time artist. I was a nurse in a former life back in the States about 11 months ago now. We packed up, moved to Mexico, Puerto Vallarta, and living this life, living, chasing the the dream, but not the American dream. We're chasing the dream of freedom, balance, ease, peace, and walking in your purpose. Ooh.
1: So thank you ladies for having me. Of course. I love that. I love that. So you born and raised in Tulsa. Um, when did you leave Tulsa? I, you didn't go from Tulsa to Mexico, right? You There was like some in between there.
2: Yes. Yeah, so you're born and raised Costa, Oklahoma. Um, we left, I want to say in 2018. I literally finished nursing school, did not have a job secured, packed with my family and moved to Texas. I, I knew I wanted a change and just a change of environment. Moved to Dallas area, stayed there about six years. It was, it was cool though.
0: Yeah, Dallas is a vibe. <laughs> you... You being from Tulsa, you talk about nursing, but you're also an artist. How did this artist journey, like what's your first memory of like art is something I'll gravitate toward um, and want to be a part of like what I put out in the world?
2: Ooh, that's, I love that question so much. Like art is such a big part of my life. It always has been like, I was always that, like most artists, that artistic kid in school, you have an assignment and you're the one going above and beyond, sketching everything, painting everything. So art has always been in me, that creative energy, like most of us creatives, I will say I started taking it serious as a profession about four years ago because it makes me happy. You know, other careers, working for other people, they don't make me as happy, but creating art that inspires people Man, that's everything. So I started chasing that and really honing in on the skills, learning it. I launched my first custom-built business in 20, um, I don't remember, but it was like four or five years ago. (laughs) And so I've just been taking it seriously ever since then and made
1: that transition to art life. Were you doing shows or exhibitions in Tulsa and Dallas?
2: More so in Dallas. It was um, in the Dallas move that I started Taking it serious, like, okay, I don't want to just paint people's cats and dogs and for a family and friends. I want to really start creating real art. And yeah, I started getting into shows, exhibitions, galleries, the whole nine, and had some success there. But I will say it felt like an uphill battle. Like in the States, I feel like people were constantly trying to control my art, control my narrative, tell me what to paint. So I kind of walked away from a lot of
1: that in the States. I see. Well, well, okay. So, I mean, being from Dallas and an artist, were you received well in Dallas? Or do you feel like it was just like impossible to break into?
2: No, I did. I do feel like I had a lot of success. It wasn't impossible. It was work. It was networking. But like once you get to a certain level in the art world, it's harder to control your narrative for your art. I'll put it like that. But no, Dallas showed me love. I have a lot of love for the D. Like, I have a lot of love for Dallas. It definitely put me on the map as a professional artist.
1: I love that. And people who are really super art enthusiasts, you know, obviously you can check out Shay and what she does. But who would you say your influences are? Are like maybe artists that you can find yourself kind of resonating with? Ooh,
2: favorite question. Look, cut me short if I get too long, y'all. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> I'm, curious to know, <laughs> I'm curious to know who inspires you in the art world too but like I like rebels I like mm-hmm. rebels so my top three I'll give you my top one out of my top three is Lena Iris Victor she's out of um I believe London but her work takes Afrofuturism which is a relatively new field of art and it's ours so I'm real protective of Afrofuturism she took mm-hmm. it and just elevated so, a quick example, art school. They say don't use black. Never use the color black. Mix your own black. You know, make it depth. Makes make it um in depth. Lena Iris Victor said, "Watch me," and she uses black on purpose in her art. And I
1: I love that. Check her out. She's dope and she's a rebel. Style. I definitely will. I well, I mean, as an artist, it's it's funny because you know I owned a gallery. I never. I showed art once at the gallery that was there previous before I opened, but um, a lot of the artists that I work with are up and coming artists. So obviously I like the grades, you know, uh, but when it comes to like now, I would say my go-to artist is Eddie Kaye and she only uses black. So that's funny. She, when we did a painting and she only uses black and then the canvas white, like that's it. And so I love her art, when you walk up to it, it's super abstract, but then when you step further back, it gets like, the picture becomes a lot more clear. So she's definitely a huge inspiration of mine. But as an artist, I never really followed artists. Um, I was just like, I like your art. I appreciated people's art, but it, I never really got like inspiration other than, you know, what I started getting once I opened a gallery and started to get to know artists And talking to them and listening to their whole thought process as to why they created. So I I started learning a new love for it, that's for sure. Um, So you said you're in Dallas, though. I wanna know, I guess, how long was that and when did you decide to move to Mexico?
2: Yes, okay. And shout out to Eddie K. I'm a fan, I love her art. I see her in Dallas doing big things. I gotta give her her flowers. Um, Okay, so Dallas, Texas area, we were there about, I want to say six years.
0: And Mm -hmm. then
2: the transition, like, okay, y'all know a lot of things happened after the vid. I'll say the vid. (laughs) A lot (laughs) of things happened. Inflation, my rent in our cute little suburb townhouse went up literally like $600 per month. Um, Food going up, gas going up, like, we were comfortable. We weren't wanting for anything, but when all those prices went up at once, I started paying attention. Like, and I already had it. I told Ray, I already had it in my mind to leave and go to Africa. Eventually, you know, that whole you're the return. I'm going to Ghana. I was one of those. (laughs) I was ready, (laughs) but my planning, you know I you just plan and plan and plan and don't really execute. I feel like after the bid, everything going up, prices going up, it made me execute because it was like, you're going to stay here and keep paying all this extra money and not put it in your savings. You might as well just go. You got enough saved, go. So I had a flight attendant friend, artist friend from my art group. We meet every week, called the panel. We hadn't met in person, but she's a flight attendant. And she said, Africa's a big step. You have kids. Let's try Mexico first. I'll come with you. It's a softer landing for the kids. I'm like, cool, I'll stay for three months and have someone to travel with instead of just traveling as a single parent. And that was the plan. And I came and I woke up in Mexico with just me and my kids and knowing about three sentences in Spanish.
0: <laughs> I know, I know that was difficult. <laughs> I never heard of the, it being the big. I was going to be like, like, what's the vid? Did you guys talk about this? Oh, COVID. Worst Yeah, Texas thing. <laughs> Calling the vid. It sounds so much cooler than the the horrible disease that it could. It was. Don't you, can, you can make cold Black people will make yeah. something sound cool, but okay. Um, <laughs> but I, over the span, so this is wild. Like to me, how prices. I hear stuff like this happening in California, right? Like people raising prices and. Mm-hmm and things like that. Over the span of what did your rent go up by? Like, this is not a small thing, like $600 over the span of how long did it take for your like monthly or just in one shot? I was like, oh, by the way, your rent is up
2: $600. No, my lease was about to be renewed in two months and they sent out the notice. I expected an increase of maybe 50, 100 bucks. I've never had an increase more than 100 bucks. And no, that was my new rental rate was additional. It was like additional $580 something per month Mm
0: -hmm. for a two
2: bedroom townhome. And mind you, this is on top of me trying to buy a multifamily unit for the past two years as well, having good credit, having enough income and still being like pushed into this box of, no, just buy you a little family home, like, why are you guys only approving me enough to buy a family home? I don't want a family home. I want an investment property. I want a multi-family unit, a duplex. Two years of fighting for that, and that, it was just like I couldn't get it. And then you're gonna raise my rent almost six hundred dollars too. Mm-hmm. Bye. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I think about- <laughs> that's,
1: that's scary. I've always wanted to buy a duplex. Um, I'm still trying to get to that point, but. I, you know, obviously racism is real, but I, I don't want to experience any like bumps in the road. I want to be able to just yeah. do what I need to do without it being like, uh, no, you shouldn't. Cause I know what I shouldn't, should not do. But I mean, I like your head because realistically you don't want to just jump into something when you know there's an alternative, which is a multi-unit that has always been the dream of mine. So are you going to do that yeah. in Mexico? Or are you going to try to get a multi-unit there? Or are you working on that?
2: No, I, I do want a property here. I'm yearning more towards like an art residency. That's another mm-hmm. topic. I would like a building like that here. Um, but Mexico is not home. It's, it's right now, you know what I mean? But I know it's not home. I do feel like eventually Africa will be home.
0: Right now. So I remember when
2: we met,
1: you did mention you would never move back to the States.
2: I mean, God willing, knock on wood, I'm not trying to. I, I always want to return to the U.S. as a visitor, not to live.
0: Wow. Yeah. I want to know how you're, how it's been being an artist in uh, Mexico now. Like, mm-hmm. you transitioned here. I see you doing body art. I see you doing different things. Has it emerged into something? Or what, what has that journey been like, like bringing your art to... And did you envision I'm coming here and I'm coming to be an artist? Like, is that something that you envision, like, from Mexico?
2: Okay, so I'll answer that second part first. When I first got here, like I said, life happened and my travel buddy wasn't able to come. And so I literally, and I moved to, like, a very local neighborhood when we first got here. So, like, literally, I woke up to chickens and Spanish and it was just, like, (laughs) damn, culture (laughs) shock. It was my first time out of the country as well. So I I moved with the mindset of I just need a change and I'm not going to do nursing. I'll do art. But I didn't know I would really, really step into becoming a full-time international artist with the opportunities that Mexico has given me. So when I woke up and I didn't know what to do and I could barely talk to the people around me, I started painting shit. Like I did what I know to do. I contacted the Airbnb I was staying at. I was like, hey, I have some paint. I have some supplies. Would you guys like a mural? They say, yes. I got my ass to the street and got to work and started painting. And that started giving me a plug into the Airbnb community. That started giving me a plug into the community I was living in. People walking by, talking, learning more Spanish. I literally started doing what I had to do, which was paint. So the experience, of being an artist in Mexico when I tell you it has been so freeing nobody cares that I'm self-taught nobody cares that I'm a black woman they're just like oh you can paint. okay come here (laughs) like nobody cares about anything else and don't get me wrong yes I am hustling I am working harder than I have ever worked in my life but I'm working for myself (laughs) so I love it and no Mexico gives you opportunities because there isn't the same
1: barriers that I felt like I had in the States, Just being real. So when when you made that transition, did you like, did your children come with you or did you like, let me get stable first?
2: Mm-mm. I threw everybody to the wolves. Kids came, everybody. Mama Dang, dad, so family mad.
1: What? Wow. <laughs> Yeah. How are they adjusting to the schools
2: out there? So we did um remote school through the states the last two semesters. They were um first they were in a Texas remote school and then I changed it to an Oakla, Oklahoma online remote school. It was fine, but when they go back this August, I'm going to put them in a brick and mortar school. Cause listen, I'm a lot of things, but being a homeschooling mom, I'm not about that life. <laughs>
0: Uh, it's, it's very demanding when the, when the vid hit yeah, I was the I was home ah. a lot of parents learn what these teachers are going through and hopefully people start being yeah. a more compassionate to teachers you know <laughs> exactly. after you find out what they're going through with your kids and what they're having to motivate your kids to learn and do and all this stuff but um yeah it's but, no joke like yeah But being being at Mexico, being there with your kids, operating in the uh, the way that you were as an artist, starting to, do you also feel like just being in a new environment, um, because I feel like changing environments can invigorate something in you that like wasn't, that you weren't operating, invigorate you into a way that you were operating before where you were, like the newness of it all. Like, do you find that that was a part of like, how you showed up as an artist there or what?
2: Mm, you said the last mm-hmm. part,
0: the, of of the like, art. Basically the does the newness of Mexico did that impact you, how you showed up as an artist at all, how you how you even showed up uh anyway, professionally, even as a mother or anything, does the um the impact of a change of scenery, the change of environment, the change of culture, um how did that impact you? Oh
2: my God, yes. And I I'm curious to know too, like when you travel around, does it impact your art, your style, your creativity? Um, again, for us, this was my first time ever leaving the country. So my art changed drastically. Like I'm I was that person going for more semi realism, spending three hours on an eyeball. Like I was very, very in tune and depth. Something about Mexico made me messy. Baby, when I tell you, I would just post up my easel and just start throwing paint, slinging like it was so much more freeing. And then the colors of Mexico started coming into my art. I started using more oranges, more teals. Like you can, you can see a change, a shift in my work since moving here. Definitely.
1: I love that she said more freeing, like no boundaries. I'm about to just make this piece. Yeah.
0: No rules. that's
1: beautiful. Yeah. So is there, crazy question, but is there like not racism there? Like what's, what is it? I know you said nobody cared that you were a black woman, but like, have you, have you just felt like, you know, like you little Maria walking or do you kind of feel like, you know, there's a difference, you know, for real, like I don't, I've never been, well, I've been to Mexico on a cruise. That's a different perspective. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Okay, you know what? I did a video talking about racism on my YouTube channel. Y'all check it out. It's short. But racism is here. Yes. However, in my experience, I live in a very tourist strong area. It's not as popular as Cancun, but uh, Puerto Vallarta is more like your snowbirds. Older people come in to get away from the cold weather, but many of them bring that mentality with them do i get racism from the locals no the locals first of all they love some chocolate i get called bonita hermosa um morena and i had to go google those words and make sure they were not calling me something bad but uh (laughs) no (laughs) it's all good (laughs) words yes they show you love um I don't get racism necessarily from the locals. I do get tourism as far as they might see you and be like, oh, you got money. Let me try to you know, get a little extra out of you real quick if you don't know any better and don't know your pesos. You'll get that way more than you get racism. However, when it's high season and there's a lot of tourists, they can bring that mentality with them. And when you don't deal with it for so long, like the microaggressions we're so used to in the States, I didn't realize how many we actually take on in the States day to day and every single interaction a lot of the times. But when you go a break without that and then you come here and a tourist brings that energy to you, you will be ready to fight because you have lived so long without it when you Um, do encounter it.
0: (laughs) Wow, I feel like you're speaking to us normalizing and internalizing a lot of things that we just unconsciously, don't aren't aware of a lot of things that we are experiencing in any space in the states um and then it took you getting out of the environment and then realizing did the, you oh this doesn't have, have to be how life you know life is on a day-to-day basis it wasn't until you were plucked out of your environment that you were able to see um see a little more of what you were experiencing that's interesting yeah perfectly um,
2: said yes. <laughs>
0: What are the, I'm,
1: I'm not, I'm not a negative Nancy, but what are the negatives? Like, just so if I could be prepared, like, like, let's say I wanted to move to Mexico, which I had no problem doing. Mm-hmm. Um, what are the, the things that I should be like, okay, let me prepare, but on the negative end, like things that maybe it's not negative, maybe it's opportunities or
0: whatever, Talent. but the challenges. Yeah, the challenges. Yeah.
2: Oh, no, I love this question because I don't want to give people the wrong idea that oh i moved from the u.s and everything is just great and peachy now no ma'am you're trading a set of problems in the u.s for a different set of problems in a different country mexico has its issues too it's just i'm taking a break from america's problems mass shooting inflation all that and so here yes it's not perfect so you have to get used to i would say the number one thing is being financially prepared to sustain yourself and your family in whatever country you go to. Like finances is the number one reason most people don't get to travel as much. And so I see it. I take it as a challenge. When we were talking about art and how Mexico has changed your art, baby, I wasn't doing murals before. I wasn't doing body art like that before. Like these are things that I adapted into by seeing a need and fulfilling it. And making sure I can sustain my family and way of life and not have to go back to the States and be a nurse. So it's a challenge, but you can overcome it if you're adaptable and seeing what the community needs and answering that need. So financially sustaining yourself in another country. Um, the culture here is different. And I, I hear it's the same in Africa, but I hate to say it, but we run on our own time. Melanated folks. We just run on our own time. If you try to have that, I want it now, that microwave mentality that we've been accustomed to in the U.S., you will not do well here because baby Mexico runs on its own time. If they tell you Mm. they will be there at two, you better make a four-hour window (laughs) because they're going to be there when they get there. (laughs)
1: <laughs> CPT time it's in Mexico too
2: <laughs> yes I think anybody with melanin in their skin runs on their own time and you just have to go with the flow here don't get caught up in those type of things because they will stress you out and you can't change it baby they're going to show up when they show up
0: <laughs> yo I'm laughing because me and my friend are dealing with that with the apartment search in Ghana and like <laughs> I, it's a balance because I believe in not being like so like time, 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 and this sense of urgency are like you know we just get caught up in time because we've been programmed in and program in, in Ghana, but like bro, like it, it's a, like I gotta take a, a a taxi to get to you to be in this area. Like I need you to consider consider me. Like that's just what I'm doing in Ghana, but yes, you you gotta set aside a window. Uh, for somebody to, for a meeting that you set for two o'clock and yeah. three-hour window. But yeah, I'm definitely. definitely yeah, that's
1: definitely interesting. I, I, also, that's an artist thing too, because the artist is like, what what is time? You know, time is just a construct, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay, you're right, but I got somewhere to be at six. So I need you to come on. Mm-hmm. But I love that though, because then it kind of, well, I don't know, depending on every situation, but it alleviates you know the stress of i need to be here at this time
0: yeah i think it should be i think in a perfect world on the world that's how it should be i think it should we should be able to live more freer around time but because that concept doesn't fit the world that we actually live in where there's (laughs) responsibilities deadlines and People that adhere to, you know, and, and rules set here, and different things, and structures, and all these things that set up. It's like hard to do that. So I'm like, okay, I gotta move off grid to really, to really subscribe to these things. So am I really about that off grid like, Really, I think you have to be plucked out of out of the system. But also, I think that you can create that world, right? You can build mm-hmm. that life that you want to let, build to be a where you can have time to. <laughs> to meet with somebody for three hours, you know what I'm saying? You have to create those processes in your own life. Yeah. I remember
1: during our little pre-conversation, I guess you spoke to Ray about this, but can you kind of give me like in detail, like what is it that you're doing with the continent? You're hiring people to help you and like in what capacity?
2: Oh my God. Ubuntu Graphics, that's my baby, that's my company, so what we are is basically a digital marketing, advertising, social media, content managing, everything you need in the art world, um, especially digitally, that's what we do, so how this came about is um, it's birthed from connecting with people on the continent who are artists, but I'm talking web developers, digital artists, NFT makers, and so many people on the continent are so highly educated and so expert at what they do and don't have enough job opportunities. So what we did was we came together and formed a company to offer our services to globally. Right now we're in Canada, Mexico, um, Africa, US, but globally offer our services as a team of creatives as a company. I love Ubuntu graphics. That's my baby, y'all.
0: <laughs> but strictly hiring so we- from, from African countries is your model. Mm-hmm. But you're strictly hiring from African countries. Is that correct to say?
2: Pri- primary. I do primary. have help okay. in the U.S. and in mm-hmm. Mexico now. So I would say strictly people of color. Mm-hmm. But it's just so much talent on the continent. And these are people that like artists that I started working with on the Shay Chenette brand side. They were helping me I was paying them to help my brand, but then I'm seeing how talented they are and how much they're needing to work, and I'm like, we need to do this for everybody. So mm-hmm. that's how Ubuntu became an actual company offering what we do for everybody else, and then they built my brand in the background too. So it's like a win-win.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I absolutely okay. love love the the uh, connection between you know African Americans and continental people building together. I think that more of that please, more of that please. Um,
1: I would definitely love to do that as my brand expands to, to outsource, you know, especially cause I need it. I do everything on my own, but to be able to make sure that I hire people who have the skills, um, and without it just being someone who I went to school with, but like on the continent, I want to do that. So question, you said you, I guess you reached out to these people that were on the continent. Like, did you meet them via social or was it like a website where it's like hire from the continent.com like how did you find these people
2: (laughs) honestly i (laughs) feel like universe god put everything in order so like Hmm. um i was focusing on my social media and building it and i started running ads but i only ran my ads in the content on the continent um -hmm. that was it and that was to network not necessarily to get sales but like to network because again i was year to retire and i'm gonna move to africa and i'm like I want to build a community around me. When I move, I know somebody. I don't want to, you know, just go completely blind, which I ended up doing anyways. But um, <laughs> that's how I started meeting people. And a few, we just really clicked and we started working on different projects together. The work ethic was amazing. Shout out to Iffy. He's been with me the longest, um, four years now. He's out of Nigeria. Very cold illustrator, logo artist. Um, and then I met my right-hand man, B, who's an animator, video editor out of Ghana. And he's also my partner with Ubuntu and helps run the company. He's the COO. So, no, I haven't met anybody physically in person yet. But mm-hmm. when I tell you we are like this and they are committed to the Ubuntu goals of building a company, like, yes, they're talented. Yes, they're experts. But I've had other people I hired from the continent who have really good products. But they didn't have the Ubuntu heart. Ubuntu is an old African proverb saying, we are stronger together than apart. I am because of we. Like, it's the emphasis on humanity coming together. And so for us, we cut out the middleman. I ain't even gonna say it. Nope, I won't get your podcast in trouble. We cut what out the you, middleman. Uh,
0: wait, who's the middleman? Who's wait. the middleman? Who's <laughs> we like controversy a little bit, <laughs> <laughs> just
2: a little bit. We're not working with Chinese contractors. We're not working with American um, companies to build Ubuntu. We're working mm-hmm. with just us, like for us, by us. But we are servicing everyone. However, yeah. we're using my American umbrella to keep everything, you know, covered. Uh-huh. But we we're building together and that's important to us to build with ubuntu
0: speak to like people have the skill set but they don't have the heart like you it sounds like a value your value system is really important it's like we could be doing the same thing which is what when we graphic design and maybe art but in order for us to actually work together cuz you built sounds like these partnerships with people cross continental across the ocean who you have never met in person, but you—they're literally people you trust and people that you're doing great things with. But you said it was about their heart, and they didn't have the Ubuntu spirit. Like, speak to how what that looks like as far as what it looks like in a person, and how do you know that that's something that they um desire to put out in the world or how how they operate in the world? Yeah,
2: that's a beautiful question, and. I would say this: it, it wasn't something I learned overnight. Uh, it took a lot. It took a lot for me to inspire. Oh, we lost oh, the wait, volume.
0: Wait, wait. We can't oh. hear you. You went. You went on mute. I don't know why. know oh, you're on mute. Just unmute yourself.
1: How am I
2: on okay. mute? Sorry. There you go.
0: Wait. It took. We last thing we heard was it took a lot and then mm-hmm.
2: hold on y'all i don't hear anything por favor.
1: see because we're getting too melanated this conversation is becoming too powerful and the feds is
0: the feds is watching the, is the okay. feds can are can you
1: hear me now yes can you hear yes. us
2: yeah I, I don't know what happened does that
1: you sound yeah. great can on our end
0: can you hear us
2: yes okay sorry about that um okay reset that question
1: no Um, you're good you were just
0: just saying something that didn't happen overnight you were saying about the ubuntu identifying that in a person and yeah yeah
2: learning to let go of staff didn't happen overnight it it was hard. Like the first person I had to let go of, I literally went to the beach and cried and was thinking about their family and felt sad. And I really had to kind of man up like, girl, he costing you money. Stop playing. You're trying to run a business. So I had to scale those emotions back and really focus on what does it take to make this business successful? So partnering with people that you've never met, they will show you. They will show you. So if you see them hustling as hard as you, okay, let me put it this way. Some of my staff go through things that I could never imagine. My my right-hand man waits until midnight because that's when his internet is the fastest to do his work. So he's up at midnight working for the company just as hard as me. My first um, artist, Ify he will have brownouts all he still has brownouts all the time in nigeria he will walk to go get a generator to charge his laptop to come back home to get a job done and have it on time where there's raining it doesn't matter like and literally working like to candlelight to make sure he gets jobs done so when your staff starts doing things like that you understand they're hungry they're serious and they're going to build with you when you have mm-hmm. someone that you send a job to and they won't triple the money for that's how you know <laughs> mm-hmm. or at least that's how I've learned
0: that's cool. you, you mentioned um you had a business model of like the give back do you remember you were telling me that like that you worked that into your business can you share a little bit about that
2: yeah. So, and I will say one of the benefits of being able to be my own boss and run my own business is I can run it how I want to. Um, and sometimes you do need that emotions. You do need that spiritual guidance to know what to do, what not to do. So for me, giving back is such a huge part of my life. I believe in the principles of reaping, sowing, You, what you put out, you're going to give back, whatever you believe in re- religiously. Where there's karma, where there is whatever white Jesus, whatever you believe in, what you give Not back, <laughs> what you give <laughs> out, you're going to get it back. And so for Ubuntu, it's always been important to target small business, medium sized um, individuals, especially people of Black people, African Americans, Africans, to help them with their business. They may have a beautiful product and don't know how to market it, don't know how to hashtag it, don't know how to present it to where it gets attention. So, yes, I'm constantly applying for grants, raising funding. I think y'all saw me doing a super mom contest. Child, I was doing a whole contest to get money for my company so that we can sponsor businesses to help them get packages to build their brand and put their product out to the world. That helps them, That blesses us when we're operating in that energy it just keeps coming back to us and we get blessed
1: every time I love, do you have a background in marketing or was it something that you just kind of you you were self taught because you were marketing yourself
2: no is no no background honey my ba- my whole career has been pretty much healthcare research um nursing mm-hmm. of later in life yeah i don't know anything about nar- marketing i had to learn but i started taking any little free program or class that I see YouTube university. No, I taught myself branding, digital marketing, all those things and continuously teaching myself these things. It's fun though. I mean, it goes right in the hand I mean, with art.
1: I know I'm a huge advocate for that. Like you are never too old to learn. You are never too nothing. Like I think people should always go out there and just try something because you never know what you might get out of it. It could help your existing business, someone else, or just expand your mind, people. Come on now. I love that though. I might need to work really? with y'all because I'm working an exhibition myself and I do need an animator. Um So well, we could talk about that offline for sure. <laughs> I love I that. Got um, let's go. <laughs> I know you said that and now that the light bulb came off, I was like, yes, because I was actually, I found my animator on Fiverr. Um, not from the continent, you know, he was a great person to work with, but, you know, I would much rather work with, you know, my peoples. not, not taken away from his craft, but I want to keep it in-house for sure. Keep
0: yeah. it in-house. I love that. That's I want to keep it in-house. You want to keep it in-house. I'm, that's something that I'm being in Ghana thinking about a lot of like the need to keep it in-house and how it always should have been kept in house and that ubuntu spirit um how that has been lost or in certain certain areas of the uh continent probably was never really present mm. and what what the um the negatives of are like the uh ramifications of not having that ubuntu spirit and seeing mm. the interconnected between us has really kind of been uh can be a uh, has been a downfall for some of us you know
1: that's what I learned when I was in Tulsa, when I had the gallery and obviously, you know, my family history is black wall street, but being there and learning more about the stories mm-hmm. and how a lot of those black business owners would open their space to other business owners and only charge them a fraction of what they made throughout the year, as opposed to knocking them over the head with rent off top, you know, they, they really worked together mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. what made these, Successful communities like a Black Wall Street successful was because they helped each other, Mm -hmm. and so you know it's that's definitely in our blood for sure.
0: We got to get back
1: to that. Mm
2: Yeah,
0: of like when you start to do your own thing and you're the boss, she's the boss in the situation. You literally don't have to do it how you know, the, you don't have to follow the blueprint that's been laid out as far as being a boss or owning your own company. Like you now have the freedom to reimagine and recreate, you know, what it looks like to do business. And so I see that's what, what you're yeah. doing. Yeah.
2: I love it. It's it's hard. Don't get me wrong. I, I don't sleep a whole lot because technically it's two full-time businesses running Shay The art, and then running Ubuntu. But when I tell you it's so worth it, I feel like, the people that have been attracted to work for Ubuntu, they're all generational curse breakers in their family. They're all doing things that their family hasn't done before. And so it's like, they just got that hunger to build something great and to build together. And that, that changes the game. That changes everything.
1: <laughs> yeah. And it speaks to what you, you're doing what you love to do. Cause I remember I seen online where it was saying, uh, y'all are so quick to quit your job, but when you work for yourself, you're putting more hours in. And I, you know, I commented on the post. I'm like, but if you're doing what you love to do, it don't feel like work. You know, it it really feels like you are following your purpose. Yeah, you have to sacrifice more hours, but it's it's probably hours that you're enjoying, you know. And time flies when you're having fun, at least for me. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> yeah. so what, What? I guess, are you working on any exhibitions right now or what is it that you're currently doing um, in Mexico?
2: <laughs> ah, in Mexico specifically, right now I'm <laughs> doing a lot of um, artists for hire work. What well, baby It's my son? Come here, what's up?
1: Yes, come on, son.
2: What'd you say? I said I love you, and I think I'm funny. Okay, I love you too, come say hi.
0: I love it. A Come on, love I
2: just to say, love you.
0: He said what? He can't what?
2: He interrupted our meeting. They know I'm in a meeting just to say, I love you, mom. That's oh. it. He's a mama's boy. <laughs> yeah. That's my writer. Uh, I'm sorry. What was the question, kids?
1: kids. No, you're good. Man. I was just wondering what work, what are you doing? What, what are you working on? Any exhibitions? But you said artists for hire. So tell me more about that.
2: Yes, yeah, so the station at, at least here in Mexico, which my brand is now literally international. Thank you, Jesus. Um, I'm doing a lot of artists for higher work. So that's like Pain and sip. I partner with my DJ partner and we do events here in the city, but we make them fun. Like we have a whole different type of paint to sip with music and it's a vibe. Between that, mm-hmm. I'm still doing a ton of murals they love murals here. So I have learned murals. <laughs> I had to. Um, I do. I did have a gallery showing here, but that gallery is over. I may or may not do another one here. I don't know yet. Um, okay. uh, what else? I'm doing a lot here, but I'm also flying out at the end of the month to go to Vegas and complete a mural. Look, getting flewed out for the first time. I'm oh, flewed out. Vegas. <laughs>
0: that's yes. beautiful congratulations
2: thank you it's cool yeah, it's it.
1: cool won't he because i'm
2: it's like y'all gonna fly me out okay
1: because <laughs> i know you, had, you still have art here in the state that's being shown at the museum i was just there yes no two days ago and your pieces are up which by the way i need to get with you mm-hmm. so we can you know get some the names and you know stuff like that but logistics stuff we we'll, we'll talk about that but so you you are definitely international you you out here in these streets
2: we out here with no representation Mu- is is god <laughs> so and mirrors um, what- are not
0: easy <laughs> I don't I don't see how they're easy I don't see how for me it's like the the vastness of it I'm like so you can yeah. and then you can kept going and then you went around or whatever building you put it on I see like there was bridges murals on bridges here in Ghana and it's just yeah. so beautiful you'll you'll have to I can't wait to you come here um me either. and expand your artistry there I do want to before we get into our uh, questions and we're going to do a little round of we're not really strangers um was there anything else we need to wrap up on any other questions you have for queen um no i just kind
1: of i really wanted to just get into you know obviously the, the whole reason why she moved and the purpose and so let me ask you yeah i do have one more question <laughs> what do you feel like your mission is like, what is your mission? What do you think your God-given purpose is? Like, what do you think the end game is, or do you think there is one?
2: Oh, yeah, there's an end game, baby. I got the end game written out. Listen, the end game is to live on a boat by myself as a reclusive artist and rich yes. one day. No, yes. <laughs> love it.
0: Beautiful. I oh. love it. I also wanted to act. I look I love black art, like that's the art that I've been to. Like I love that piece, the um Black Panthers one that you did. What would you say like your favorite piece that you've ever created? Um what was your favorite art piece that you put out into the world? You want, or you have one? Never.
2: I do, and I'll have to send it to you guys. It's actually the piece that put me on the mat as a professional fine artist. and it leads into that purpose. My purpose is to tell the stories, tell the messages, but also inspire people, make them feel back in love with themselves, who they are, especially who we are as a people. That's my purpose. And I just choose to do it through art. But um, there's a piece called um, Blind Eye See. Wait, what it's is going strange.
0: on? Is a train passing somebody? <laughs> can you, you hear, hear tra- Y'all can't hear me no more? I can hear You're- you. Y'all don't y'all not hear anything. Is that me? Is that here? Yeah, that might no, be a Is Ghana. that better? So I just hear like a, a helicopter or something. No, uh, not a helicopter.
2: <laughs> uh-uh. I don't know what she's hearing.
1: Sorry.
0: I don't ahead. I don't hear it. I don't hear it. It's probably outside my window and I'm like, can y'all move around? It's probably me. Go ahead, Sorry,
2: <laughs> All right, testing. Can y'all hear me okay now?
0: Yeah, I can definitely
2: hear you. Okay. All right. Long story short, the piece called Blind Eye See it speaks to my purpose and it put me on the map as a professional artist. Um, it's basically a close up, kind of like the Black Panthers piece. I love taking a close up of an image and pointing out a specific message in it. Um, the Blind Eye See is two eyes, and in one eye, you have the American flag with the blue line for police brutality. And in the other eye, you have the SARS, um, in SARS flag or the Nigerian flag with the, um, oh, it's it's losing me what SARS stands for, but basically the police brutality that Nigerians were going through. And basically in the reflection, he's seeing both of these that we face as people of color to express we're not that far apart and we struggle and we are fighting things and hopefully we can learn to fight them together because they hurt and um I have a big heart for Nigeria I want to go to Ghana but Nigeria is my heart and the SARS thing everything that was going on it was heavy so that's my favorite piece because it speaks to purpose
1: I love that yeah we're gonna have to maybe tease that photo it may, I don't know a video if I can edit it in there or if we could include it in our marketing for the podcast but I would love to see it Thank you.
2: It's one of my favorites.
1: All right, Ray. Let's pick up these questions. Have you ever heard of, first of all, have you ever heard of the game, We're Not Really Strangers?
2: No. What's going on? So uh, Ray and I were
1: introduced to it yeah. a while ago, but I think they're the coolest questions ever. So I think she pulled out a couple. It's yeah. nothing you can prepare for, so be prepared.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's just questions helping people um really build relationships and community and gain a better understanding of like how each other see the world and also I think it speaks to like the interconnectedness um as well between two people and how we perceive each other but we're not really strangers so you know kind of speaking to you know the the uh like I said the connectedness of We think we're strangers, but there's a lot about us that may be familiar, a lot about us that may be the same, things like that. So I have a few questions. Um, The first question is, when was the last time you surprised yourself? When was the last time you surprised yourself?
2: Like surprised myself? Oh, okay, I I don't... (laughs) maybe this counts the last time I surprised myself was hiking up this place here called the mirror door lookout point and painting on top even though I was afraid of heights surprised the shit out of me <laughs>
0: <laughs> how long was the hike? the hike
2: wasn't that long maybe eight minutes it was mostly stairs
0: okay okay but the, it was the height part it was how far you were up <laughs> that
2: yeah what did you what did you paint I just painted like an eye. Look, yeah. I didn't even care about the painting. I was like conquering that fear of heights.
0: Yes, that was beautiful. That was hard. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Um, second question: What lesson took you the longest to learn to unlearn? What lesson to took unlearn? To unlearn. I love the word unlearn, but um,
2: um, I would say self love like learning how to truly love yourself, unlearning Mm -hmm. that going to the spa or getting your nails done was just self-care, but actually doing that work, (laughs) healing Mm -hmm. yourself, dealing with issues. That took a long time. Yeah.
0: I love that. Um, Okay. This is a wild card. I hope you're ready for it sing the chorus of your favorite song of all time and really get into it. (laughs) Of all time? Who can pick one song? What song comes to mind? There's there's a song that came to mind. I know it did.
2: I wanna dance with somebody. I wanna
0: feel that heat with somebody oh dance with somebody hey i i'm not here to sing your song hey. with somebody who love loves me. Love that's that's all don't the words you i know. Let's so see <laughs> with me, baby that song is like freedom what makes you like that song to me it's like about freedom don't not not giving not caring about what anybody thinks like what what do you what do you like about that song
2: that's what I like about it what you just said and honestly it's not my favorite song it's my partner's favorite songs so that's why it popped in my head <laughs> yeah
0: yeah yeah i been vibing yeah. to that which I've been I've been loving y'all's uh, social media posts I love that did y'all meet in Mexico
2: mm-hmm.
0: yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> what what will your younger self not believe about your life today
2: my younger self would not have believed that you can be authentically yourself you can be unusual quirky eccentric weird and still have a tribe still have love still be accepted and still be happy
0: straight up i love that that's beautiful that's something that definitely we learn as we get older we think that you know being everything that's not us is what we supposed to be aiming to do so I love that mm-hmm. real talk uh queen is like locked out some queen
2: uh-huh
0: oh <laughs> you like shit um I don't know if something happened with her internet. We'll try to figure it out, but I do want you to share like any um where we can find your uh all your businesses and how we can stay in contact.
2: Okay. Um I think I'm gonna plug Ubuntu. So best way to work with me is to work with my team, Ubuntu Graphics, Ubuntu Graphics.com. Um that's the best way. Right now, we're branching out and working with more people, helping build stronger brands. Again, we do everything from websites to logos to NFTs to animations to video editing. So that's a lot to say, but my team is dope. They're hungry, and they deliver excellent products. So UbuntuGraphics.com. You can find us on Instagram
0: at Ubuntu Graphics and on Facebook
2: at Ubuntu Graphics.
0: Awesome um i hope that i can work with y'all to some capacity uh, yeah. what about and then any of your other uh instagrams or social medias did you mention that
2: yes i'm shay shanette on everything youtube instagram facebook shay shanette get in contact with me i'm a real person i respond are somebody on my page gonna respond <laughs> but um connect with me i love doing free consultations on travel on becoming an international artist on networking business business plans like I want to see creatives really thrive and put themselves out there so you can always book me for a free consultation
0: we just ask for a donation or a good review awesome I'm manifesting that we will work with you to some capacity um, whether it's Black around the world, whether it's uh, my own efforts and Queen efforts, I hope that we can uh, level up and elevate each other in some way, um, because I see a lot of alignment, and I really believe in what you're doing. Super grateful for you saying yes to being on the podcast. Super grateful to you, us meeting you on that, uh, that day in Dallas. I did not foresee we would you know it would evolve into a relationship and evolve evolve into you being on the show but I'm super grateful for this connection and we went Thanks. to college together it's another thing too
2: I know uh, and didn't know so,
0: <laughs> I didn't know so I love the full circle full circle moment of uh like we're probably bumping shoulders or sitting next to each other at a table but then years later like we actually connect when we don't live in the same city it's just it's always a beautiful thing
2: the universe has this way of bringing things around when it's supposed to and that that was so cool to meet you both at a gallery mm-hmm. and then learn about the history and the black wall street like i've literally been in um the gallery queen had and didn't even know yeah <laughs> didn't even know it was hers
0: wow we are sorry that you got disconnected We are co-hosts <laughs> I, I don't even know but like literally
1: how how can i get disconnected and i'm the one that was recording like how does it right work?
0: i'm glad that at least it passed <laughs> it on to you i was still recording for you i got you yeah. but Good. i don't know who hey. cloud is going to go to so we'll, we'll see i mean it's going to go to sort of the zoom click that's yeah analogy. don't worry about it i can There's- do some. Some, yeah. some stuff on my end some editing some remixing but yeah we're just sharing uh where to find us um yeah. follow us at black around the world underscore on instagram um i think that's the only social media we do have tiktok it's not as active um we're getting there black, black around the world um, the, at the podcast you can also email us at black around the world the podcast at gmail.com Personal, my, um, I'm a Ray
1: underscore, I'm a dot Ray underscore on Instagram. What about you, Queen? Uh, my personal IG is Queenwood underscore AVE. AVE stands for Avenue, like Greenwood Avenue, Queenwood Avenue. Um, and I don't know, yeah. did I miss it? Did you already include how we can contact Mbanchu? Mbon- I don't want to yeah. mess it up. Yes, we did.
0: We did all that. Okay,
1: good. Um, all right. Well, I'm going to figure that out.
2: Because Wait, also, what you call
1: it now? What were you about to call it? Oh, don't make me say it again. <laughs> don't make me say it again. And hold on, what it? Give me. Okay, Ubuntu. oh see. Ubuntu. I mean, I'm, Ubuntu. Oh, um, Ubuntu. Yes, Ubuntu.
2: Right. Yes. Perfect. And uh, hopefully, both of you ladies are on my Instagram as um collaborators, so you can share more of what you do on that channel let me know.
1: Absolutely. I will make sure that is um, up and running for us. Perfect. I'm mad I couldn't get that word right. I'm too far removed from the motherland.
0: Too far removed. It took me a (laughs) minute. Cool. But also rate us. Like on Spotify, there's a rate button. So I'm asking our loyal listeners who are super grateful for you for rocking with us. uh, Rate us on Spotify um that's important like us, yeah and on if, YouTube. if it's a bad writing just email us <laughs> just the feedback. Just pull us to the side pull us to the side you know uh, management. Man. Yes. yeah youtube as well Um, uh, which a lot of people like to watch so like us on youtube i think i don't know if rating on youtube but i think it's the like button that matters um and subscribing yeah. to our channel so please go ahead and do that for us please and thank you all right and that's a wrap everybody stay black
1: stay black and beautiful
0: i'm sorry y'all
2: thank y'all for having me love and blessings
1: of course thank
2: you for being on